Hello and welcome to Proxlog, where we go through 2080 week by week, issue by issue. I'm Michael. And I'm Craig. And today we are looking at Prog 2357. Should I do the whole call to action stuff at the start again? Yeah. Or is that going to get really annoying? No, well, we'll do it for a bit. We'll like we're, a bit. we're still in our phase of expansion. You do one this time. Um, for the love of Christ... <laughs> Give us a like, yep. give us a comment, give us a review. I don't really know how reviews work, but give us one. And tell your friends. Like, if you want to get people into 2080 or you just want to, like, want us to do well because you like us. Because mm-hmm. we're a little baby podcast. Yeah. Only in the double hundreds in terms of Twitter followers. I don't know how many people... Can you follow on Spotify? I'm yeah, old. Follow on Spotify. I, I don't understand how it works. I don't know what the numbers are there. I don't know either. We, we, we just sort of make the podcast and shove that off I, to, to people that we have to do that bit for us. I... I love this, and love to say this arrogantly. I'm the talent. Like, I, I, I give you my voice, I leave. That's what I'm here for. This is my literal dream, like, I have to say. And if you would like to financially support this kind of diva mentality, we mm. also have a Patreon. But no, that's not what I'm really doing. We, we, we do have a Patreon. We, we do have a Patreon, and you very much can support us, and it would be very nice if you did. But mm. um, uh, I'm... I've been doing this thing last, like, three weeks now. Something like that, yeah. Uh, where, like, this is the start of the episode, everybody hears this bit, we're very small, please help us out, please make, let us grow, let us get heard, hear, heard by more years, even if it's just people in the 2080 community. We can tell that people are, like, you're. we can see that you're listening. Mm-hmm. So you must but nobody, like, nobody comments. Nobody, well, they're too scared, they're too mm-hmm. intimidated by our talent. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm quite intimidated by the talent of the artist for the, the cover this time. Incredible segue. I, I really like this cover. I think this is a beautiful cover. The title is Chemtrails. Uh, does the Cursed Earth hold a clue to Hershey's Killer? I didn't actually read that it was Chemtrails. Any any mention of Chemtrails He's is following funny. the trail. And it's a chemical trail because yeah. it's a, a virus. I um, You've got like the ghosty face of, of Barbara Hershey looking down uh, from the sky and Judge Dredd is like pulling up on his lawmaster to a, a very nice looking wee farming community. That's my main takeaway from this cover because it is beautiful and mm-hmm. I have no actual negative things to say about it except the negative thing I'm about to say about it. It's just too nice. It's too lovely. It is a little bit. Like it's the Cursed Earth and mm-hmm. it is the Cursed Earth like so many however long after yeah. like I think of the Cursed Earth as being a but desert. Sh- surely the Cursed Earth is all like surely the cursed earth is still the cursed earth. Yeah, I mean it looks just a bit like parts of America. Yeah, which but, I'm sure it's going for. But, it is absolutely going for yeah. that. But like, I'm not trying to knock it. This Some is... parts of the cursed earth are better than others. This... Gentrification the... of the cursed earth has occurred. I don't know a gentrification, but yeah, they've, they've built a wee a wee community that looks nice and the like, any not wee like... community that isn't just. A pile of radioactive sludge yeah. is gentrification. Oh, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I think this is my favourite cover since we've started doing Pop Prox. Really? Yeah, I really like this cover. I think it's just a nice piece of art. It's very brisk and bright. And, and it is done by, the art is by Cliff Robinson and the colours are by Dylan Teague. Dylan Teague. Oh, has it got a colour, separate colour art? Separate colours. No, I don't, know, I don't know if they've all had that and I've just been ignoring them. Oh, see, In I, which case, I do apologise. I don't think they all have colours because that's news to me. Mm. But Cliff Robinson, I've definitely seen credited. In yeah, I've definitely before. seen that name about. Dylan Teague. It's a good tone setter. And yeah. like, it's, it's not a line cover. It's not a line co- cover. This exact town does appear uh, and does have a connection to the, Barbara this, Hershey. This could be... I mean, the, the, the Hershey is like a bit of a kind of abstract thing, but like Dread pulling up to the farm could be the first panel oh, yeah. of the comic in the style of Watchmen where they, they would do the first panel on the cover. Mm. So... Um, maybe it's not specifically going for it, but it absolutely functions as it. Yeah. Uh, shall we go to the nerve center? Yes. 
In Tharg's nerve center, we start with Tharg just letting us know that it's not the it's not the regen anymore. It's, it's that regen's um, symptom of like, well, we have to say it wasn't the regen, and yeah. that's the only thing we're going to say about. We, we we can get we can get column inches out of this because we can start off by saying next week it'll be the regen. Then in the regen, we can spend the first half of it saying it is the regen, and then the week after it, we can spend the first half of it saying that it's not the regen if it anymore. Was me, if it was me, two weeks after the regen, I'd still be talking about it just <laughs> just to milk the joke. Is that a joke? I don't think it's. I think. I mean, it would be a joke if you did it again. Mm -hmm. This is just filling space. But he does have something to say because the Treasury of British Comics Annual is coming out this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's saying that the annuals used to be a big thing. And I know this because my mom's collection, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before about how I've read like old annuals from mom's collection. I have a Judge Dredd. 1987 annual, which involves lots of spiders invading a town in the Cursed Earth, yeah. and then those spiders overrunning Mega City 1 for a bit. And uh, did they not get nuked by Dread or something? Well, they, they sort of do a lot of fallback and trying to deal with it, and then they're like, well, just firebomb the district, and then they do, and then the spiders can't, like, burrow away because they can't burrow through concrete, and, like, the last sort of beat of the comic is a talking horse, because there was a talking horse, I think he was a mutant, being like... Was it that talking horse that was hanging out with that oh, psychic like, Sov judge? Maybe, but like I thought he was like a Sov talking a horse. Talking yeah. horse. I mean, this we're, we're like, talking about things that haven't occurred on the podcast. But people had come for this though. Like, it, if people are listening to this yeah. and we're reading during the eighties, they're like, "Oh my god, that talking horse! That, yeah. that, that's what you want." That's yeah. There, there was a story that involved psychic. Very good story. Like mm. one of my favorite like periods of every single story in the prog was a banger. Mm, mm. Um, but that story was was very good and just like there was like a tech judge that had been a sov. Yeah, I think wasn't he like a psychic judge? He was. He was like psychic, but like he was like he had developed new psychic super soldiers for mm. the solves, and that was like what the story was mostly about. And like he was being kept like contained, working for Mega City One. In his little science bubble, and Dread was like, to... "Oh, you're gonna turn, you're yeah. gonna turn because you're a solve." And it, then... it was very sort of like Operation Paperclip kind mm. of kind of. Vibes. Oh yeah. And when Dread went into his little science bubble where he does his science, there was also a talking horse. There was an inexplicable talk, presumably from an older story. Uh, yeah, talking horse. I guess the horse was psychic. Yeah, I mean, look, I know there's precedent for that because there are American talking horses. It might be the same one. Maybe it was a donkey. It doesn't matter. But the <laughs> it certainly got m- m- a lot to do. Not a lot to do with what uh, what Tharg is saying this week. Because um, he was saying that now there will be a, a hefty hardback to put under the Christmas tree, which I got a bit excited about because I was like, "Oh, are they doing 2080 annuals again?" Yeah. But no, I think he's just talking about the Treasury of British. The Comics Treasury of British Comics might have two card stuff in it. Probably does. He's, he's yeah. very excited because it is Rebellion that's publishing it, so it's it's not Tharg, but it is Tharg's company. Yeah. Like, I was excited by it. I've been on the lookout for it. There's an ad in this comic for it, and in the fine print, it does say it's twenty five pounds. You know, collections. That's not that much money anymore. I understand that that's probably the actual price they have to sell it for because of production costs yeah. and how they're a niche thing. And it's hardback. But annuals, they're ten pound right RRP. Ten ish, nine ninety nine. Are they? Yeah. Well, yes, but also when you go to shops to get an annual, mm-hmm. it's much less than that because they just sell them for like three pounds because like you get them in supermarkets. And I understand that's unfeasible for the product that they're selling. Yeah. But they're talking about it like it's an annual, like a Christmas annual vibe. And if you want that vibe, I'm not spending twenty five pound on an annual. Well, um... what they should do is send us it 
and we'll review it for them in a favourable <laughs> light. We will take donations. And then you'll say, I don't know what I was talking about. Talking absolute pish out of Of course I would spend £25 yeah, on this. This is I'd worth... spend 50 This is multiple £25 worth of content. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff you could be getting in 2018. Yeah, we're very good for you. Mm. Uh, or we, we could be if anybody listened to us. Yes. Uh, then we'll move on to the damage report. So the damage report in this one is saying that um, because that robot exploded, um, because it was too happy mm-hmm. and like it didn't, the happiness didn't work with its it, it, it's, it's, its circuitry. Software. Its circuitry was so old and misery based yeah. that it couldn't cope with new happy based software. So Tharg's decided to turn it around to make the nerve center as miserable as possible mm-hmm. to fit in with what the droids need. I, I thought this, again, was quite a light damage report. They've not been on a string of bangers in a while, but um, I do like the concept of Tharg making things intentionally miserable. I find that funny. Uh, the one thing which I'll note here is that it doesn't lead on from the one that was in the uh, regen, mm-hmm. which I was thinking, like, does this tie in with everything else? It sort of seems we like it does. We were talking about that, weren't we? Yeah, because it seemed like it was like bringing the AI storyline back into it, but I, I guess that was just like a... One and done. One and done. Like maybe it was like from the archives. They had. They've got all these damage reports sitting <laughs> in case they need to rush one out. Um, Jocko Jargo just didn't have it in him to like put in a damage report. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they did used to say with the damage report that it was the damage report intern as yeah. well, like filling in with the theme. Of yeah, the I didn't assume it was like Tharg or whatever, but like yeah. in terms of the uh, regender, I just assumed it would be him because there's there's no one else. Yeah, like, it's, it's just him. Like it's, it's him taking over. I mean, I, like I have to assume that Joko Jargo is just Tharg as well, like behind the scenes. Oh yeah, behind the scenes, surely. But like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're giving people work experience. You know, that's yeah. the whole point of the regen. I did think for the regender episode, it would be quite funny if we could get some like children to come and, <laughs> and just do this for us. But uh, we don't really. We know were talking about how like if. If it was more cynical, mm-hmm. like if Tharg was like, I'm fucking off for a week, yeah. here's some children. I'd be into it if it was that. Like if we portrayed it as like, we can't, we've can't. we done this for like 12 weeks now. <laughs> here's some children talking. We've given them the comic. We'll see you next week. And Oh I'm, no, they've talked for eight hours. Eight hours about, I don't, I don't know what children write like now. iPads. Uh, Roblox. Earrings and CD players. Like someone did buy a, yeah. I, I did sell a Roblox annual this week at my work, so... Roblox, I didn't. I thought had gone away. It's funny that you mention it, but and no. That's like the last thing I heard a kid talking about that he was really into. And you hear about all these. This is very much off topic. Um, anyway. <laughs> Misery Shall we talk about comics? We can talk about the ad. There's more stuff in the damage, the, the nerve center, I should say. What, what do you have to say about the ad? That looks like it's the art by the guy that did the, what were they called, Void Runners? The, you know, the, the, the drug thing yeah, in space? Yeah, I mean, that might even be the character Moondog from Void Runners. It really does look like it. Is, is it Moonrunners? Like, uh, Void it Runners? It says, Death Cap to Frontier Justice by T.C. Eglinton. Eglinton. And Boo Cook. Boo Cook. Um, Great names, both. Coming to Judge Dread magazine, so it'll be in Judge Dread continuity, mm. so presumably not Moondog, but it does look like him. It really does, doesn't it? That's yeah. all I wanted to say. I like, I like calling out when there's new art, when there's like, hey, you get excited for this thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a failing on my part that whenever the thing in this little box mm. isn't a droid life or, oh, I don't know, something like that. It's either that or an ad. Yeah, yeah uh, then I, I usually just ignore it. There was an ad for like a CD at one point, like someone had dropped an album. And they just advertise that, which I think there should be more of. I do have great memories of around the time when that Judge Dredd film came out. Mm. Dredd, not Judge Dredd. 
um, the first page of 2000 AD around that time was saying like, oh, to um, celebrate the release of Judge Dredd, enter this competition to win a copy of The Raid on DVD. Because <laughs> people were pointing out that that Dredd film was was more or less the same story That's as The Raid. That's the exact tone I expect yeah. from Toucan. Like, knowing. Yeah. Like a knowing wink. Whoever gag that was, like... Yeah. Someone went down to Kex, <laughs> bought The Raid. And was like, I'm just going to run a comp. Yeah. Compo. Compo. Should we move on Let's to... move on. Judge Dredd, Poison, Part 6. Uh, so, what's going on here? So we've got the the first panel, which is basically the cover of Judge Dredd is pulling up on this wee town in the Cursed Earth on his lawmaster. It does look quite nice. I mean, it's yeah. barren and, like, it's a desert, but it's also quite... A nice desert, as far as deserts go. The first thing in his inner monologue is, the muties built it. Mm. And this is following on from last prog, where they were making a point of telling us that uh, Hershey, like, fell from Greece, basically, in the eyes mm. of Mega City 1, by, like, repealing a lot of anti-mutant laws. They are building up Hershey as a good guy, because they've, they've got a statue, the mutants have made a statue yeah. of Hershey holding a mutant baby, and two... It's got, it's it's a very good mutant baby, it's having a great time. It's having a great time. The Hershey's sort of like, like, they've made this statue of her... <laughs> sort of, kind of recoiling. Like, not fully, but she's sort of like... like. Well, the expression on the mutant baby is like three eyes and just like... Ah, it's got wings great. as well. It's got little baby wings. Uh, or maybe just bumps. It's got wee mm, horns as well. True, true. Like devil horns. And the expression on Hersey, Hersey's face is a bit like... Uh, okay. Mm. Um, they made that. Yeah. They chose that to be like... <laughs> she could have been like triumphantly holding the baby aloft like in Lion King or whatever, but like... No, she's just like it looks like an actual image of what she like her standing in that village, yeah. freeing the Would mutants. Been, yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's a direct reference to the artwork on a particular panel. Presumably, presumably. I just find it very funny. That's what you choose to commemorate. Yeah. Judge Dredd rolls into town on his bike and uh, like sees the statue, and then a uh, a mutant kid with like big bumpy shoulders comes up and says, oh, "I saw her, the lady judge." And Dredd goes, oh, no, you didn't. You'd have been too, too young. young. Immediate red flag, because we do know that the Judge Hershey clones have been a thing yes. related to... Yes, I wasn't thinking Cervantes, about that. ...who may or may not be PJ, maybe. Mm. And this kid has seen the Lady Judge, but he couldn't have... Uh, he couldn't possibly have, because too I young. I didn't clock that on the first read. I was distracted by Dredd just driving to the Cursed Earth, mm-hmm. which I assume, like I know is like a classic thing, like... They, like in classic Cursed Earth stories, he wouldn't be wearing like more gear. Yeah. But it would sell it for me more if he was wearing like more survival gear. Or even if he was just wearing a space cloak. Yeah, that, that space cloak would work well. Yeah. Because it's just, to me, it's just like, just drove to the Cursed Earth, you know, like just, yeah, just had a wee drive. Very like. much did. It looks like he's gone like, you know, 15 minutes out of town. Yeah, like, like maybe it is. Yeah. Like that, that's the fun part. But I was just like, oh, he just drove there, didn't he? Like, and then I was like, maybe he got dropped off on a jet and then drove from the jet to... Uh, that was the thought I had, and it distracted me from like, like you say, this clue potentially. It might be nothing, yeah. But like, it also, it's 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 a piece of information which is so neatly inserted there to be forgettable, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not something I I'm going to forget. Definitely think that like comics will bring up that clones exist and then do nothing with them. Mm. So like, maybe they brought up the like, maybe it was a complete red herring. Yeah, but... I think there there might. Spoilers, there might be quite a lot of red herrings going about, mm. but, like, I don't know, we'll see how it shakes out. See how it progresses. There's, um, like, another mutie who looks... He's, like, the same kind of mutie, like... The, well, it's clearly his dad. Yeah, but, like, 
I don't know. I, was, I thought Judge Dredd meetings were all like different and I guess X Menish, like different gimmicks for different people. Well, the guy who turns up to be like, oh, do, like don't mind him, Judge. He, you know, we done nothing wrong. We done here nothing. For? I love these guys as well. Like yeah. these these meaty farmers are great. But uh, like he turns up, he's got the same haircut. Yeah. He's got the same mutation. He's got like the bumpy shoulder. He's wearing the same thing. It's the same character but older. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely meant to read as his dad for sure. Before we move on in the plot, I'd just like to note that in the background here, they've got a wee T-Rex puppy. Yeah, they've like, got... chained up. Because T-Rexes are a thing in the first yeah. Earth, and that's what they're farming. Like they're... I don't think you'd call them a T-Rex puppy. Hatchling? Puppy's fine. They're kind of like dogs. It looks quite puppy-ish in yeah. the background there. In the is he eating another T-Rex, or is it like a, another thing? There's thing? another T-Rex, and they're both like... They've got food on the ground there, because that, that's the head of another T-Rex, mm. I think. Just the little world building of, like, these muties are farming T-Rexes for T-Rex meat, presumably. Yeah. Maybe to sell in the city. Rex ranchers. Rex ranchers are pretty good. Would read that comic. Um, Dredd is saying, like, uh, he's here to look for these fungus fields. I forgot it was about fungus fields. That's why he's here, because, like, there, there's only one place where the fungus that produces TJ PJ Moody's poison mm. grows in the Cursed Earth. But when Dredd asks about, like, the fungus farms, um, the, the mutant dad is like... Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely a whole thing with that. Like, they burned. I thought it was, like, some kind of gang war. But... There, there was gangs happening. There's, like, a named guy called the Alchemist. Yeah, somebody figured somebody had come to take down the Alchemist, finally. Yeah. And Dread, of course, is like, fuck's the Alchemist. Oh, fuck's, I'm, 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 do, I'm already doing one quest, guy. <laughs> like, I knew going up to you, you NPC-looking fucker, that you'd be giving me something. But, like, a named guy. Yeah. I quite like that, because it's... It shows how little he cares about the Cursed Earth. Mm -hmm. Because if it was any, like, operating gang leader inside Mega City 1, he would be, he'd know all about it. Like, he'd certainly know if there had been, like, a big gang war that had, like, wiped out the fungus fields. Yeah. Um, But because this is outside of, you know... 20 minutes outside of Mega City 1. 20 minutes outside of Mega City 1 where mutants and other Mm non-people live. Then it's a bit like... Non-citizens. And and yes, Judge Dredd has softened a bit in his old age. He's he's pro-mutant. I don't know if he's necessarily pro-mutant. He's not anti-mutant. Yeah, well, that that's very pro for him. Yeah, but, like, you know, as you say, they're not citizens. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? So, their, their rights aren't enshrined in law. No. He drives up to where this uh, apparently happened and uh, mounts the hill to find that there's just a bunch of dead bodies and the fungus fields have been, have been like, scorched. It does... Did you read it as scorched? Because I was like, is it just black fungus? Um, it, well, it, it does look very black. It could mm. the, it could be a type of fungus that is black. But, yeah. like, the, the inner monologue is saying that the fungus fields have also been casualties. Yeah. And, um, Not the precious fungus fields. Well, presumably they are quite precious if they're for... Poison I just generation. like that this strip is about fungus fields. I feel like um, this run of Dread has been a bit too sensible. Is it? Yeah, yeah, and, I kind of know what you mean. And, like, this isn't the wildest thing, but it is fungus fields. So that, it's something for me to latch on to. Is it fungus because they won't put, like, like the authors won't put, like, normal plants in the Cursed Earth? Because mm. that's too, like, pre-apocalyptic. I assume this to be a named fungus from before um, that may have come it, from it the Cursed Earth. It is a named yeah. fungus. It is the Harrisburg fungus. So I assume it's had stories before. Where, like, there, there's some, like, joke where, um, like, Dred's, like, talking about how PJ maybe turned up and then betrayed them for, for the Harrisburg fungus in particular. Mm. Is this PJ maybe with his twisted sense of humour yeah and like that reads to me as if there's like some that's making reference to something like yeah the Harrisburg fungus would have been it maybe the name I can to do with something I can imagine there was like a comic in the 70s where all the Mega City 1 was like covered in a fungus yeah and it was like a problem of the week 
And then PG maybe twenty years later weaponized that specific, that reference yeah. into a plotline. But is there like a famous betrayal relating to something called Harrisburg? Mm, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's that thing where like oh, I don't know every word in English language, yeah, so I yeah. can't get every pun. Exactly. Yeah. But like that, that bit did um, read a bit like that to me. Dread. Like we can't just have the story end up here where like Dread turns up to find the evidence, and PG maybe has successfully gotten rid of all the evidence. Yeah. So Dread has a bit of a poke about. And uh, an old ass man uh, comes running out of the the cave. What you need to learn about saying, me? Don't shoot! Don't shoot! What you need to learn about me, listeners, is I love a good old prospector character. <laughs> this character isn't necessarily a prospector. He's a fungus man. Mm-hmm. But I did read him in my prospector voice. I, I absolutely knew that we'd be talking about your love for old prospector characters. Yeah, well, as, as soon as, soon as I saw him, he turned up. He's, 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 he's very old. He's on the shrooms. Yeah. He's been self-medicating for years, probably. Yeah. Dread reckons. He's got lots of, like, um, plasters over his arms, and he's got, like, a, an IV yeah. that has a bag of fungus. And uh, he, he comes out and he says, you know, don't shoot. Uh, you know, I, I come in peace and... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I relate to him so much. <laughs> like, like he's, he's, he's very forgetful because he's been forced to forget by the medication or whatever, by, by the fungus. That's what gets implied, yeah. Because yeah. Dred's like, I take it you're the alchemist, which I wouldn't assume. I would no. assume that he was like test subject or something. Some, some old man. Because he's, he's wearing rags and he's got an IV bag that's dripping in. He doesn't have a philosopher's stone or like, like a flask. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would have assumed the alchemist would just be some ganger. yeah. But, um, but so Dre's like, take it, you're the alchemist. And he goes, yep, at least I was, you know, before. And uh, turns out that somebody came and, like, one person apparently came, wiped out all of his gang. Wearing a mask. Wearing a mask. And uh, Again, I wouldn't have assumed he was the alchemist because, like, I would have killed the named guy. Yeah. Like, specifically the named guy and not just the named guy's goons. gang. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's hired goons. Uh, forced him to, forced the alchemist to eat the fungus. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is like he's saying that it would it would kill him because it's the poison fungus where yeah. the poison comes from. I keep thinking this is like a drug operation. I think it is. It it's is. very much coded as like a drug operation. But um, uh, so so dreads like grilling him and giving him the third degree, and he's he's being a forgetful like dementia suffering old man. But a funny one. Yeah. The the gags are funny. Like the forgetful gags. Like the pacing of like him saying things to dread saying things is is genuinely funny. Yeah. And Dred's going like, uh, is this the same creep who came here and hired you to mix the Harrisburg fungus with an alien strand? And the guy's like, I don't know, he wore a mask. And he's like, think, can you remember anything? And he's like, well, no, sorry, I can't really remember anything. You can ask the guy, though. That was amazing. I laughed. I, like, I genuinely laughed. And then the panel of Dread going, what? Like, like, so we're to believe that this one old-ass Ivy drip man, like... After, be, after being forced at gunpoint yeah. by a masked killer who killed all of his goons, yeah. he then bested this masked killer somehow and wrestled him into what looks like an air vent. An air vent for weeks yeah. and then forgot to feed him? Yeah, that's, that's the next thing. That's like, the next gag. Because like, he opens the, 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 the vents and a little like, hand comes screaming out, going, please, I need food, I'm so hungry, I'll do anything. And the old man's like, oh, might have been forgetting to feed him as well. Which is not his fault, because he was forced <laughs> to be forgetful. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, I'm, I'm saying that funnily, but like, I'm very much torturing this guy. Yeah. No, it's all like, oh shit, I think I, I, think I forgot to feed him. Uh, I knew there was a uh, thing I was forgetting. <laughs> Dread has no sympathy, and mm. like, grabs the guy and like, hoiks him out of there. 
and saying, "And tell me who you, what, uh, tell me who sent you here to kill to to, to get the poison." To kill yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the last page reveal, and uh, this is a man with no nose, no nose, no nose. Which suggests to me that this is a uh, convicted judge that has spent time on Titan. Titan. Well, I laughed a lot at this, because this, this was a really good strip. Really enjoyed it. It's kind of what I've been needing, like I was mm. saying. It's been a bit too sensible for a Dread story. I like this strip a lot better than the last two ones yeah. of the Poison Run. Absolutely. There's been a lot more in it. Fun locations, funny characters. Like I'm never going to go wrong with Prospector. Mm-hmm. I laughed a lot, though, specifically because this is the last page reveal of a named character that we're meant to get... Well, we, also, he's got a sign around his he, neck, which he, presumably is his name. Yeah, like he literally has a sign around his neck, and I'm like, I don't know who this is. Why? Why, why did this old prospectory man? Why was he able to a beat him up, take the mask off, take yeah. all of the gear, and then why did he put a sign around? Is I, it because he would forget who he was? I didn't think of it like that. I thought it was like this is just a pre-existing character who always looked like this and always had a sign around his neck. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know who Graves is. I the sign genuinely the meant to be professional and look up. I meant to search 2000 AD graves and like mm. do a little wiki walk and see who this character is but i forgot well funnily we're, enough we're recording this the day after uh we we, we get it and read it so mm. the, the the prog came out yesterday uh so though i could have probably had time to do that sort of thing i like the mystery of it like i like because like surely like the next page the next um dreads free will be like graves he was like a judge that went rogue and blah 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 yeah probably. Like, it'll, it'll, there'll be context but also i feel like because this is like our, our, our pure reaction i feel mm. like this is okay for content reasons. we i keep saying this we are the test group yeah like we, we currently read 2080 we love it yeah we haven't been reading it for 30 years i've been reading it for apparently at least eight years Whoa. Because um, of helium. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I, I, I feel like that should qualify me to talk about it, even though an awful lot of things keep coming up where I was like, well, it's I wasn't week- reading it in the 80s. It's weekly. You know, it's, it, it's a lot of content, every, like, every week. And, like, sometimes you're not reading it, there'll be big gaps. Even if you don't read it for a month, right, mm-hmm. you, could, you could miss a story where this Graves character turned up. I think this is funny because I was mentioning how I didn't want it to be a named guy that called Hershey. Yeah. And then there was a page reveal the last couple of times where it's like, oh my God, it's PJ maybe. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And then this is a step beyond that where like the character is literally appearing mm-hmm. in the comic with a sign around his neck <laughs> saying who he is. And I still don't know who he is. But this probably can't be PJ maybe mm. because... Oh, anybody could be PJ maybe. You're not uh, living yes. in that fear. Yes, but... Um, this old prospector man could be PG, maybe. That would make more sense to me because there is the whole thing. How did how did he do this? Yeah. So like, I don't think it's going to be that he actually bested him or whatever. And I don't I don't think that this guy is going to be the masked killer that killed the gang, unless mm, I, like. Well, if he's a Titan judge, which is definitely what that nose bit yeah. suggests to me, um, like he he would definitely have the training to take out a like a, a, gang, a gang. Yeah. But then was. Like, forced him at gunpoint to eat the shrooms, and then, then was bested? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but what I was thinking about, like, can this be PJ, maybe, is Mm. that, because the the story that we're given to understand at the moment is, Mm. PJ, maybe, contacted the alchemist, was like, hey, this fungus that makes my poison, and you also put that poison part into something else to make it, like, look like it's an alien pathogen, and then they did that, and then he poisoned Hershey, and then he was like, I need to cover my tracks. So he came back and killed everybody uh-huh. and set the fields on fire. And presumably is this guy who got put into the um, 
But also Dread saying who sent you, so presumably Dread doesn't think that. No, I, I think it's going to be a, a middleman yeah. for a PG maybe, or whoever the bad guy turns out to be. But, because um, I think that Cervantes, who we are to believe is PJ maybe, mm. I think he's been doing stuff since this would have happened. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that. Questions. When was but, the last time Cervantes, because actually... I'm finding it very hard to Cervantes remain. might actually not have done anything since Hershey was poisoned, yeah, that, which was that, some time ago. That's what I got for it. It could have been months or years, because yeah. like Hershey went on a world... She went on many strips. Like. Yeah, yeah. There's also a part that we, we went past that was talking about, like, well, if I can follow... Like, Dredd was saying, if I can mm-hmm. follow this trail, why didn't Hershey... So I wonder if they're se- true. I wonder if they're setting up a sort of shaggy dog story where like there will be answers and it will be PG maybe but like it, it won't matter or like you'll, you'll get some sort of insight into Hershey's sort of mental space. Yeah, maybe it'll be the type of thing where Hershey could have gone down this rabbit hole of getting revenge against whoever yeah. had already killed her. But, like, I don't know, maybe the doctor said that even if you find that guy, yeah. there's no recovering from this. I think that it definitely was terminal. Yeah. That was the point of the Hershey story. Like, so, she so, knew she was dying. So maybe it's the type of thing where, like, Dread is Dread, so he's seeking vengeance, but Hershey is Hershey, so Hershey w- was more interested in spending the time she had left, like, Fixing, doing important yeah. things. Which, that is that comic. Yeah. And, like, maybe it is built into that sort of revelation for Dread to mm. come to, but... I've been liking it. Like, I, I thought this was a really good, like, strip. Yeah. I, I have to agree. The art was lovely. I, like, I liked, look at their little red noses on the Prospector yeah. Man. and I liked every single page of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh, high praise, I would say, because sometimes that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else in particular to point out as fun stuff that you liked? Funguses, Prospector Man. It, it, it's hard, because like, you're listening to this imaginative Prospector. He isn't really. He's just like a, an old man. He's... <sighs> Imagine if Gandalf the White was in hospital. Mm. Like, he's got the big beard, he's a bit more bald than Gandalf mm. is, I guess. Um, but he's, he's wearing a hospital gown. He does have a staff. An, he's got an IV bag, yeah. Yeah, which he's, he's got on a... Well, it's, it's, it's on a staff, a staff, it's, yeah, you're yeah. right, it's on a stick. I, I like him, and I hope he becomes a recurring character. I doubt he will. But I <laughs> yeah, I, do, I doubt that. I mean, go to the cubes, alchemist. But also, you know, he can't be held responsible for that, he's got no memory. Mm. Uh, I think I think that's dread. It was good. Good. Yeah. You want to talk about the advert? We should talk about the ad. The ad is for the Treasury of British Comics Annual 2024. It's got like gums on it, or like at least a shark. It's got a shark that's about to devour a scuba diver. It's got the spider on it with his hob tits. Uh, yeah, I see the spider there. Uh, I also see a giant robot that's got the word Archie written on his chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that the Treasury of British Comics was a rebellion thing, even though they've probably been telling me that on Twitter for years at this stage. I thought mm-hmm. it was like a separate thing, but it's really cool to see. I mean, like, if, if we're convincing you to get into Toucad, maybe you want to read older British, you know... Traditional if stuff. If you're not as much of a cheap bastard as Craig is, yeah. maybe you'd enjoy the Treasury of British Comics Annual 2024. Look, I, look, if the Treasury of British Comics Annual 2024 came into my lap as a present or sent from 2008 itself to review, if I it was would sent love it. by some mysterious person to P.O. Box. Yeah, yeah. we need a P.O. Box. Yeah. We need a P.O. Box. I mean, it looks like a good product, and they're, they're advertising the fact that you can get like a, a, a variant cover for your annual. Yeah. Which, which I think is a bit far. But well, I don't know. I do get variant covers for D and D books, but that's because they usually mm. look nicer. I mean, the cover looks quite nice, but I don't know if it looks necessarily nicer than the 
The main yeah, one? I mean, it's got a lot of the same characters on it and everything as well. Mm. It's good on it. Like, it looks cool. This this big, shaggy, like, yeti man I find very intriguing. Mm. And, like, if he is in the same story as the satellite and moon, I, like, I, I, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd love to read that. But, um, yeah, just, it's an ant. I think we should bring up ants when they come up, because they come up very rarely. I will be taking that on a case-by-case basis. That is, I think, what you said last time, yeah. and that's absolutely valid. <laughs> The next story that we have is Helium, Scorched Earth, Part 6. Script by Ian Edgington, art by Disraeli, and letters by Simon Boland. Boland! So, uh, Mr. Grimsby is having another flashback at the start here. I forget he's called Mr. Grimsby. Like, it keeps going back and forth for me. Like, I keep feeling like, ah, oh, I'm vindicated. Mm-hmm. Newcastle wasn't above the Cloud City. Yeah, that was my first thought. Because, yeah. like, it is, it, it absolutely isn't above the Cloud City. But it's not a floating city. It's got, like, it's got like beaches on mm-hmm. the way up to it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just on a hill, like a mountaintop. I'm, I'm constantly, like, second-guessing how much of this maybe, I remember. Maybe Riz is... I think it, Riz is probably... A doomed city. Because they're talking about how it's going to collapse. Yeah. And like it is in the miasma. Yeah. But this this one's above the miasma. Yeah. And it looks like a lovely seaside town. But it instead does, of the right? Sea, instead of the sea, it's just the like world-covering poison gas cloud. I'm glad that you opened with that. Because my whole takeaway from this comic was that it was so cosy. Mm. I, I love helium. And see if, see if helium didn't develop and was just cosy. I mean, it's going to develop. It's, it's absolutely going to develop. But see if it didn't develop. It might it was just... not develop as quickly as I might want it no, to. No, but like, see if it didn't develop and was just like a cosy time for the like next eight years. I'd love that. Because see, like, see how it's like five cosy pages in this comic. It's yeah. so warm as well. Like The colours are so warm and well, nice. Well, particularly because they're in the, the yeah. domed like, alien entity like city where the... there's like constantly like extremely yellow light everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like it, it, it's intentionally. like they're, they're, doing, they're making it warm and it is warm. But like, it, like I just I read Dread and then I read this and I was like, oh, this is lovely. I'm having a lovely time. Dread was very cosy for Dread as well. Yeah, that's with true. With that nice um, mutey town. I love that mutey town. Yeah. I'd, 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 I'd like to live there. If I found myself in the Dreadverse, mm. probably get the first train to the Scarcity <laughs> Live in Meaty Town. It says a lot that you're like, leave leave the city, <laughs> go to the Cursed Earth. It doesn't seem as cursed as the city. To no, me, to no. Be I mean, maybe it's like I say, it's, it's on the up. Yeah, you know, like they're, they're doing well for themselves. Maybe I am the gentrification of mm. the Cursed Earth that we were talking about that whole time. Ooh, what are you going to bring to the Cursed What is your like gentrification? Well, of I, have, the time? I have no skills, mm-hmm. so I, I don't think I could. You really, could own land. I could. I could open a cafe. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, we need like, to get coffee from somewhere. We though. could do um, Rex burgers. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, you could make coffee from that fungus. <laughs> uh, helium. 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 Yes, helium. Yeah. So the flashback in question is um, a couple of characters coming down from the beaches of Newcastle to where New Castle. New Castle. One first word new, second word castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find Mister Grimsby in his like military garb from the first strip of this where mm. he was a hazar hazar and uh, he's got a little he's got a little capsule of a little baby he's got a little baby he's got a little baby survive the the, the gases capsule he looks exactly like death stranding he does look a bit like death stranding he's on yeah. a been on a mad one doing a death stranding in the fog and then these like normies have found him yeah um but he's like collapsed on the beaches mm. and um that's that he wakes up in the next panel and uh, it's a very dramatic cold open like yeah he talks later on about like how like he wasn't Constable Hodge's dad. Like mm. he was like, oh, when your dad found us. So presumably the guys find. Our, our I like dad. that. I like that relationship because like he is her dad, but yeah. also like 
It's kind of weird that he's not her dad, mm-hmm. given... Well, he's a mechanical abomination. Yeah. But... Presumably he was doing a thing before they went off on their call to adventure. Like, mm-hmm. and like he's the Obi-Wan, and, right? And, like, well, yes. Well, I don't know if he's the Obi-Wan. I think that, like... He, he, I mean, Obi-Wan literally... I, I think he's her sidekick who is, like, the more... Like, ne- not necessarily, like, more competent, but, mm-hmm. like... Like more physical, yeah, the bruiser, sidekick. yeah. But he he's he's Obi Wan who drinks. Okay, I would say he's also got like a lot. Like Obi Wan literally brings the babies to Tatooine, and like that's kind of what's happening here in a more sort of dramatic form. I suppose so. Once he wakes up, though, he's he's been sleeping in a chair, and he sees Constable Hodge sleeping, and like he goes over and he does a little loving like pull the blanket over kind mm. of thing because he's her dad. Yeah, and then he opens the door to see what's going on outside, and uh, I think only twenty p. Woo! Because even if the mayor hadn't put it together that uh, that she's definitely the princess, everybody else apparently has. Yes, yeah. they've just like it. I feel like in a, a comic with more pages, this would be a splash page. Yeah, but it's like it's a, quite a nice pages itself. Like it, the drawing, it, it's it's a wide panel, mm. and uh, it's just like it, every all the floor around this this little flat that they're in is covered up with like like offerings. offerings. And there's like kids' drawings of like a princess with yeah. the crown. Because they're monarchists, you see. They, they are. This is a splash page. It's just that they put panels over the, the rest of the splash. Like oh, the, the I whole. See what you mean, yeah. You like, can see the artwork extending behind the, 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 the other panels. The guy drew the whole building, so. Mm. I like it, and I'm, I feel vindicated, which is the best feeling in the world. Yes, but I think also you owe me 20p for another bet that we had. Yeah, and we're we're even now. Being even is also a good feeling. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, it's fine. Work time. Yeah, Yeah, oh yeah, because I owed you because they, they aren't sacrificing their young... To, to the jellyfish creature they yeah. live in. But, so, Hodge wakes up as well and is like, oh, what's all this? And uh, and Mr. Grimsby is saying, like, well, they definitely, you're the princess, yeah. so they've given you all this stuff. And she's like, I don't want to be a princess. I and want to be a cop. He, yeah, she, she's a copper, which I mean, monarchists and yeah. coppers. Um, but, like, Grimsby's like, well, you can't stop projecting your call to adventure, right? Yeah. You're a princess. We're doing an adventure. Grim- Grimsby is basically like, look, I can't remember if you're a princess, but you're probably a princess. Like, someone... I've been having these flashbacks. Someone shot me in the head yeah. with an Uzi. <laughs> I don't remember. You do look like that queen from that painting. You've got the same hair colour. Do you need more evidence? And there was some foreshadowing that happened eight years ago. There's a third note there. It says see uh, Prog 19 whatever. 1942. Which is presumably eight years ago. Yeah. Then the, the scientist guy comes in as well and he's like, oh yeah, you should try eating some of these things that they've left you. They're, they're really good actually. Look how cosy everybody is. Like yeah. The scientist guy's like, well, you know, I'm being chased from a, like my, my, my solution to their problem by like the thought police. It but turns out that's not the biggest deal going on. You're a princess. This is amazing. Well, he's, he's a bit like this is amazing, but he's also saying like you know you have to take this quite seriously because yeah. even if you don't want to be the princess, the fact that people think you're a princess that means that you're a threat to the regime. You're a revolutionary. Well, or you you could be the basis for a revolution. Best um, panel in the comic or thought like see our whole thing about like I don't want to be a princess. I'm a copper. I want to deal with leery lads. Yeah, yeah. On the lash, she Le- says on the lash. Like, she does say leery lads out on the lash at chucking out time yeah incredible the only civil unrest I want a part of is yeah yeah, that was was a very good line very endearing but yeah the whole thing about like you know I don't want to be a princess I want to be a copper it's like well some people might say that both of those are bad things yeah I I would say that both of those are bad things but also 
the, the comic is it's just a conversation again is the sort of problem yes um but similar to the last one which was just a conversation the very last page cuts back to those um police army guys with their their army helmets on top of their bubble helmets yes helmet. which is amazing and uh i quite like this as well like they've got the most sensible villains mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. in Helium well i was well. i was fully expecting because they, they cut back and they've discovered the dome yeah and i was I, this when i turned the page i was like oh god they're gonna shoot the dome we're gonna shoot the dome and all the gas is gonna get yeah. in and that's gonna be the whole thing that's gonna be the problem. No, they're like, we're going to phone back to base, get some orders. Well, like, the, the captain in particular is is basically like, look, we, we're we just infantry, and mm. that thing is fucking massive. We're gnats to it, I yeah. think it says. I, I don't think that just shooting it with our rifles is the way to I, go. I'm very surprised they didn't just shoot it with their rifles, yeah. and it's just, like, weak to, like, one puncture. This is, this is someone, I think he says, like, this is the problem of someone far above our pay yeah. rate. <laughs> Which because also like I think that the the understanding of the setting is that there are no towns out in like yeah. the badlands. So like they're 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 all like looking at this with their binoculars, being like, "What is that? Is that a town inside a jellyfish?" I bet they sacrificed their young to that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they know demonicists yeah. exist at all. Like sloggers, the sloggers exist. I really like this, and like I'm, I'm like I'm torn again because mm-hmm. it's very cozy, it's very lovely, but it is monarchists. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, I think you're just going to have to accept that the good guys in this story are the monarchists. It's a very odd take for 2000 AD. I was expecting, like, they're monarchists, but maybe they'll do a bit of a turn, or maybe they'll be a bit of dicks, maybe they'll sacrifice their young. They're just nice, mm. which is just very odd to see. Like, I'm not saying that's necessarily something you wouldn't see in media, just very odd to see in 2000 AD. Well, if you say so. I, they're punks. They're punks at heart. Um, this felt like a quicker read than Dread. This felt like four pages and not five yeah. pages. Because like, when I, I got to the last one, I was, was like... It was five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's five pages. I guess because the first page is not part of the story. The, sec- the last page is not part of the story. So it's only three pages of a conversation and uh, two cutaways. Like, it being a quick read is the only bad thing I could say yeah. about it. I really enjoyed this I well. keep saying, like, I'd like to stay in this world, like, more. Yeah, I think that this is uh, a really good prog, actually. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself there, but uh, I thought that basically everything in I here think was, was good. It's a good service to call out when it's a good prog, because people mm-hmm. might be on the fence. They might, oh, I might just buy a prog every so often. If this is a prog that you buy, I think you'll have a good time. Yeah. Uh, anything else in Helium they want to note? Colours are good. Uh, I, I feel bad for the dome, if anything. Because, <laughs> like... Like I say, like they didn't just shoot it, but effe- effectively they are because they're going to be calling in the, the artillery. Yeah. yeah, so like presumably bad things are going to happen to the dome, which because it doesn't eat children, I'm very endeared to. It only eats the dead. Well, maybe it'll have some kind of natural defenses. Like yeah. maybe it'll have like like jellyfish dome protective tendrils <laughs> that will come oh, out and, and swat down the aircraft. Again, conflicted because I don't want the monarchists to do well, but like if the evil army comes in and the jellyfish is just no sells it, <laughs> it's just like I'm a I'm a giant I'm a kaiju like I'm going to rear up and like like I'm I'm just going to look you know that Pokemon that is a tentacle but is a mushroom. Yes. See if it, see if this dome just toad get, scroll. See if this dome is a toad scroll that just walk like gets up on legs <laughs> and just walk walks away from the army threat. Like just containing the city in yeah, his head. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, I think what's more likely to happen is that they'll call in like some bigger force and then there'll be a like a, an airship versus land train conflict. Oh god, that sounds fucking hot. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Helium's great. Helium is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all that's I have all to say. I have to about say that. Yeah. <laughs> The sloggers exist. Next up is Devil's Railroad Part 5. Script by Peter Mulligan, uh, art by Rufus Deglow, letters by Jose Villarubia, and letters by Jim Campbell. Safe to say your favourite comic in the strip. Your favourite strip mm. in the comic right now, right? No. You're yeah. a big fan. Uh, I actually think that this was the best one of these that we've had. Hmm. 
I would say yes. Yes. But also maybe no. <laughs> okay, well let's let's go through it and we'll find out what what we think. So uh, if you recall, listeners, we left off with the sun, and I do think there's only one remaining sun. I was life. playing. I was playing that game yeah. the whole time. I was like, hmm, how many how many suns are in this? Because like I was certain that that was a new sun. That was so was I, and I don't really know why I was so certain of that. It was a new sun, but not not the the sun we'd been following, but like a, a, a second or yeah, a third sun. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when I read it the first time, I thought, oh, this is a third character. Yeah, now. but it's, he reads as a third not. character. Yeah. Like he, he, he does because the other one sort of reads as sort of dweebish and like he had that whole like who would do that to their child that this character in this story doesn't read like that at all no he's, he's a tough bastard yeah but so he'd come and threatened up the, the escape pod full of refugees and he was like oh who'll tell me who, who killed my brother and then the, the, the one guy that, that Palamon was having a fight with was saying I can tell you mm. and um, neither of us were right about where that was going <laughs> to yeah, go yeah yeah um, but it, sort of like it's the same sort of type thing where um, uh, he says oh I saw the guy who killed your brother he was a big mean bastard Hairy. yeah like biggest refugee you've ever seen he snapped your brother in half yeah and, and when that uh, torpedo hit the, the, the warp driver he got pulled out into space presumably because he was so big that the suction <laughs> got him um, I wouldn't be a very good um, son of a a, mo- a space mob boss. Yeah. Because if someone fed me that line, I'd be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> space, yeah. That, no, it did fucking explode, so presumably a lot of people were, yeah, no, you're right. I'm surprised that he basically did do that. Yeah. Because he, he hits that guy and he's like, I can I feel it in my bones. He's still alive. He's still out there. Yeah. But he does just leave. Yeah. Like, he was threatening to kill all of them if they mm. didn't tell him. And then he, he doesn't kill he doesn't. them all. But I, I wouldn't even punch him. I'd be like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Suction. Oh, yeah, space. Space uh, will do I, that. It was moving at light speed, so of course, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a miracle that you are alive. <laughs> so uh, Palamon goes and is like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that, man. Like, I know you didn't need to do that. And then the this Ben Grimm-looking mm. bastard is like, I didn't do it for you. You're, you're I right. did it because we're refugees and we've got to stick, stick together. together. I like that. Like, angry solidarity. Yeah. Like, he, like, he doesn't like him. We've got to stick together, but also, fuck you, and fuck off. Yeah. Uh, he's still um, cammed as well. I thought Palamon was a bit um, cam for this issue, from what his character has been. But he is, he is not voltage cammed, but, like, lip cammed by yeah, that alien. Yeah, that, that, so. that alien that cams you down and, like, kisses you. Yeah, and he mentions it. He's like, like there's, like, a background gag where, like, he's like, I thought I kissed you. Like, the, like he, he says it just straight off. And I was like, I laughed at that because I thought that was, like, needless and funny. Well, there's a bit when um, they think that the guy's going to turn on them where, uh, like, that alien and their spouse mm-hmm. uh, are, are talking about, like, oh, don't worry. If he accuses you, we'll say that you were here with us the whole time and yeah. we didn't see you kill anyone. And he's like, you'll be here with us the whole time. And the alien's like... Kissing me, kissing the whole time, kissing, kissing me. me. I, I laughed. I thought that was genuinely funny. Yeah, then he's like, "Thanks, guys, but I don't want to get yourselves into trouble." Mm. Which yeah. you know, I don't think you would say normally, but he is kiss cam. Yeah. Then after that resolves, like we get a bit of his internal monologue. Palamon says, talking about how, like, oh, I'm separated from my beloved Constance, my beloved sweet pickle, sweet pickle. He keeps saying, keeps that. saying it. She calls him sweet meat. Does does he? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, Meat and pickle, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I, would, I should be doing things like you know, pretending I can feel our baby kicking." Yeah, and I was like, "Isn't that a thing? Like you've got to pretend?" I don't know. 
Uh, well, like he's a dick. Yeah. So it's hard to like not unreliable narrator, but like it's that he's, sort he's, of stuff. He's though. got a character. He's like you know, oh, we should be doing like going to have a baby soon mm-hmm. stuff, but instead I'm I'm like sending you think mails. He's, he's, that I don't know if you'll ever read think mails. This comic has a lot of like comicy ideas in it because mm-hmm. think mails is a panel, and I enjoyed that. It gets brought up later, but there's a panel of him doing think mails where he's he's beaming his inner narration. Into like an iPad-ish looking thing. I mean, it's it's a phone. It's a phone, got a cracked yeah. phone screen. Yeah, and it's got a picture of her face, presumably as the lock screen. There's a bit. Um, oh, I forgot my train of thought there. there. There's a bit where you've had too many of those Harrisburg funguses. He, yes. Oh my god, it's, they look delicious. <laughs> There's a bit where he mentions that the setup because each of these comics has a like. It's been a week since you read this because of the reject. Yeah. And their one, his one was like our first baby. Should be being born on Earth. Oh yeah, with all the rights of Earthlings. Yeah, but yeah. like that wasn't the bit that um, got me. It was our first baby. It was like a Pokemon the first movie type of presumption because he said that. And I was like, a bit presumptuous. First, like you, you. Yeah, that is true. He is saying so. Our first baby can be born on like, born I don't, with all the rights. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, doesn't be taken out of context. And I'm saying like, oh, like immigrants shouldn't have more than one baby. I just, <laughs> I, I just think that Palamon's a bit of a shit. Yeah, and I'm like, your first baby, like. You're barely, like, you're not even... Are you married? It's hard to tell. Not even married. It's just, like, you're failing so bad. Like, I know they're on a horrendous journey. And I advocated, advocated for the journey being horrendous and having modes of transport, which there's another one coming yeah, up. Yeah. Um, but it was just, like, that first, like, him saying that, and, like, we're meant to think of him as a little bit of a shit. So I was reacting to him like a little bit of a shit. But anyway, after that, the again, splash page, it's not really a splash page because it's 2018, they've only got five pages to work with, but it takes up half of these two pages. And the art is one big image. Cause the art the pan- is one big image, and again, as you say, they've got the panels on the top of it. It's a good technique, I like it. It, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're cutting to Constance here, and she, along with all of her pod of escaped survivors, I guess. Because she just escaped in an escape pod, because everybody did. They're, they're marching along like a, a just a road, yeah. like of Earth. Going through space, covered by rings of fire, and they're all like marching. Like it could almost be a poster for something. Yeah, it's like you know, th- this is the horrible like hellscape you've got to march through. Th- this could be an album cover. Yeah, I like to imagine that each time they pass through one of the flaming rings, they get points. <laughs> um, we find that this is a worm road. It's a way that like interdimensional worms travel through. Yeah, because they bring up the probability worm. Yeah, and it's like a gag where they're like, "What's the probability worm?" And it's like, "Well, there's a probability of this a was, worm." This was the thing that um, that made me feel because you keep saying that like you keep, like justifying this to me as like, "Well, it's a comedy." Yeah, and I'm always like, "I don't think it's funny though." It, like, are they even telling jokes? It might be more of a dramedy. Yeah, but like this is a joke. Yeah, because like a big a big monstery worm pops its way out of one of the fire rings. It's Exactly that bit in Austin Powers 3? Golden Ember. Yeah, there's a bit where like a, a T-Rex is like rampaging through Tokyo, mm. and then the two characters say in Japanese, like, oh no, it's Godzilla! And the other one's like, oh, we can't say it's Godzilla, though, because we'll get sued. So, Isn't like, one of those characters Hero I believe Heroes? so, yeah. That, that's, that's my one piece of trivia about Golden Ember. He's like one of three Japanese actors <laughs> that, uh, have, that get to work in America. He also worked on The Phantom Menace. Oh, did he? He was, he was like technical stuff. Anyway, same joke, because mm. they're like, oh, what is this? Well, we can't say that it's Godzilla, because we'll get sued. Like, okay, but like, we should still run from it as if it's Godzilla. And then yeah, the yeah, hero yeah. turns to him and it's like, but remember, it's legally distinct. Yeah. And then they scream and run away. Here, like, the worm comes out and they're like, by the algorithms, it's a probability worm. What's a probability worm? Oh, it's a semi-existent ent- entity that exists between the warps. 
is it dangerous? And then the person asks, is it dangerous, gets eaten. Yeah. Um, eaten and rendered out of existence. Yeah. Like, there's, there's well, a... there's, yeah, it's like there's like a bubble around the area where the munch happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it's got like green goo with like gases coming out. Yeah, of it. like uh, they, they tore through the, the worm ate yeah. through the dimensions. It should be said that it is just a sandworm. Yeah, like it's just a sandworm from the, the joke Dune. continues though because they're like, oh, oh, where did she go? And then somebody says, probably best not to think about it. It's it's, presumably, why it's a probability worm. Yes, it's funny. It's a gag. It's very. It's like a thing that happens. Like yeah. it's an idea, which this comic has at least two of. Which I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. It's, it's her narration, and she's like, you stupid piece of <laughs> shit, pal. Like, you dumbass. Like, Stuck here it, on a worm road. We, like, we should be doing, th- like, this is, like, this isn't, like, your damn temperature. Your damn, I was going to say temperature. Your, yeah. your temper. Yeah. Your temper got us into this fucking thing again. I knew it would. I think these uh, these few panels are basically here to establish that she's having a bad time. Because, yeah. like, the other, um, the other refugees are, like, shoving her and be Did like, you not, like, zing? See when see when that refugee shoves her and like she's a pregnant woman and full force shoves her in the back through her backpack. I was like, Ugh. that was like the worst thing that happened in the comic. Like, well, I mean, there is worse things that happen, but um, like the the thing there is, I guess she's not like showing very much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought she was later. I, th- I thought she was showing more, but I think I was just thinking about the inflation. Yeah, she definitely was showing during the inflation. During the inflation, after the the worm thing happens, a little hover bike comes up with the sun. He does tell us his name. He's called like Joey White or something. Or maybe yeah, because like, one. This one looks like the shithead one. Yeah, but I guess he's more written like the. I think his his colors are lighter again. Yeah, which like he was wearing mostly black when he was actually a threat. So that's why I think it's a different brother. I think they're the same person. But if we ever went back and just compared notes between prongs, we'd be able to like crack this. But this is going to be an ongoing mystery until it's not. Well, like See, he, until we stand together in the Until Clark Kent and <laughs> Superman stand together in the same room. We're not going to solve this. I think it's the same person because like, they've got the same weird thing on the head. I think it's the same person now. Yeah. But there's doubt in my mind still. Anyway, like uh, he pulls up and he starts chatting up. Yeah. Constantine's like, oh, you look better than the rest of the these riffraff. You've got like Pikachu cheeks. Climb on up on my bike and I'll take you to the front of the queue. Mm. And like, there's a weird bit about this where Constance is thinking like oh the thing here is if I accept this ride mm. then everybody's going to hate me because why should I get to, yeah. to go ahead special treatment special treatment and I and, and like I'm thinking like well y- you shouldn't do it because he's definitely going to sexually assault you yeah like he's a people trafficker he's seeing how much better you look than the rest of the women like also are you not picking up any vibes also, here also you, you saw that his brother who looks like him wanted to like Assault that princess who was going to do the mind numb. Yeah, I mean, look at look at this grin on his face here. Yeah, this is a creep. I said I said the push was the worst thing to happen, but the last panel is genuinely harrowing. Yeah, and he's like, "Hold on, nice and tight, beautiful," and he's like leaning over. That grimace like, on her face is so horrifyingly realistic. Like he's like a cartoon character, but like see her like grimace. Ugh. I mean, I have to assume that because the the structure here is always set up a bad thing that's going to happen. Mm. Oh no! Wait, it doesn't happen. This could always just be a dream. Yes, she she accepts the ride because she's like, "Well, I'm thinking for two people now." Yeah, which I accept. 
That's Any, logic. Anything to get closer to Earth. Yeah. yeah. But I am reminded of the thing that I learned from Doctor Who, that all mothers in science fiction, at least, are terrible. And that, like, there's a whole thing where, like, mums are portrayed as really evil because they'll do anything for their child. Mm. And, like, I, I think it's coming from a good place, but it always ends up in a bad place. Remember that episode of Doctor Who where yeah, Ken's like on the bus and the if, mum... If you're being a Nazi for your child, yeah. you're still a Nazi. It's like a trope that comes up mm. in sci-fi. And I don't know if that people have trouble with their mums or whatever, and that's why it keeps happening. But... I mean, maybe. But I was reminded of it when she was like, they'll really fucking hate me if I like do this. I'm doing it anyway. Like, <laughs> for the child. Yeah. Reasonable thing in the moment. Well, you say reasonable. It just seemed incredibly naive to me. Yeah. Because I was just like, that's not the problem here, Constance. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a bigger threat involved. It does get her on a... Is it less of a threat than potentially being eaten by a probability worm? <sighs> I wasn't thinking about that because like, the probability worm happened. I was yeah. like, well, that's that dealt with. That's never going to happen again. Just because this is the roads where they exist and feed <laughs> doesn't mean that this is going to happen again. I mean, the story structure might tell you that they wouldn't do it that same way twice. Yeah, media, yeah, you know. media literacy would, yeah. but like, she's in the universe. Yeah. Also, it does mean that she gets to go on another method of transport. That's true. Which, um, is that a draw for you? Yeah, because like, it's that Harry Potter thing where J.K. Rowling keeps inventing new methods of transport every issue, and they're sort of doing that in this strip. I mean, like because it's the Devil's real road. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think it's completely appropriate. Yeah, they have to they have to keep coming up with new methods of transport for a reason mm-hmm. this time because you have to be taking the method of transport to get to the next method of transport. We took that Otherwise, space bus yeah. to get to that space jet. Otherwise, it would just be the Devil's real road is one issue where you you get on the train mm-hmm. and then you get off the train. I mean, see if they see if that was like a like a droid life that they released, or like a one-page comic where they get on the bus at the start and get off at the bus, and they're like, "Oh, it's Earth. Yeah. It's full of Nigel Farage's." <laughs> I would love that. Um, but I think this was the best one of these by quite a long way. Nothing. About I'm, I'm it, really glad. I'm, nothing about it. I'm very excited to hear your rankings. Then. Yeah. Well, remember that everything else is good as well. Mm-hmm. We say everything else, well, alluding alluding potentially to the next thing we'll be moving on to. Shall we take that as our cue? Yes. They're too long and they evolve a lot of gassing of children. The next thing that we're moving on to is Fall of Dead World, uh, what's it called? Retribution Part 5. It's one of those sequels that has R in their like subtitle. Is that a common thing? Reloaded, Revolutions. Basically just the Matrix then. Re- rebellion, Remembrance of the Daleks. Mm. The script is by Kek W, the art is by Dave Kendall, and the letters are by Simon Boland. Boland! And my first complaint is in the first panel. Whoa! Because do you remember how the last one ended off with like that thing where he's like, oh, there's only room for one like goth judge? There's only room for... Like, I can't, yeah. can't properly do voices on like Mike, apparently, yeah. but like he's just, like a stoner dude. Like, but, like a... the, the, the guy who was a disembodied head with the other head growing out of him yes. was saying, like, oh, there's only room for one big bad, and that's me. Mm. But the, and that's me was a cutaway to a different panel of an amalgamation of corpses. And, and that's, that's me. me. And I was like, is this a cutaway to somewhere fucking else? I was bothering 2080 creatives on Twitter this week, mm-hmm. by, and I could have sworn that I followed Kek W, but apparently I haven't. I don't think he's on there. Uh, I tried to hit him up to be like, is that shambling mound in the same room mm-hmm. with Judge Dier? Uh, but I couldn't. And it turns out... It turns out it was. Yeah. So my thing before was that if it is, then you should show that. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be it should be like a splash panel where, like, Judge Death and that assassin ghost woman mm-hmm. are like, oh no! And, like, the, you can see the thing yeah. coming at them. Because then you know that it's a threat there. Instead, what they actually had was, what is this? Where is this? It could Does be this anywhere happen? on the planet. Yeah. 
I agree with you. But now we find out that it was in the same mm. room because they're all in the same room now. Now, like, time could have passed between it saying, and it's me, and him passing through a door to get into this room. We don't know still. It does look a bit like it's bursting through the floor as well. Oh, yeah, it does. Maybe it was on the floor underneath. Right, see this death, right? Yeah. Maybe this is like a group of dead people that were meant to recognise that maybe death sacrificed to ascend or whatever. Oh, maybe. And, what, and we're meant to know like in space that that room was beneath the room they're in currently and this is them bursting back to attack them. As much as I realise that I'm guilty of overthinking in Dead World, I think you're overthinking that. I'm having a great time overthinking <laughs> that. This might have been the best Dead World that we've read. Uh, yes, I would probably... Well, no, because there was that one which I ranked second last. Ooh. The one with the, uh, the fight with um, Judge Eastwood like getting the badge out right, of the... Right, yeah. I didn't like that. I thought that was... Yeah, yeah. no, you, you ranked it last, I yeah. uh, I would say this is maybe like on a level with that. It's funny. Because my big bet was, will when we come back from the regen, will they cut away? To, yeah, another, another group. No, they don't. Do, they don't do that. No, they don't do that. They don't do that. And my they do do something else later. My next takeaway is like, see how they've like they've been cutting away and cutting away, and then regen, mm -hmm. and then they've come back. See the next issue. Do you think it'll cut back in order? Oh, because to... like regen counts. Yeah, oh, that was a cutaway. Yeah, and back to this. <laughs> well, that and also, but like, do you think they'll cut away back in order to like you know how like there was a an order of the cutaways mm -hmm. and like it ended with them. This is the final Dead World cutaway yeah. before the regen. If they cut away again, do you think they'll go back down the line and they'll just keep going up and down the line, cutting away until they hit like a regen where like they have to cut back to the thing because it's like you can't just cut away to an un. Because like the, there's a week missing and you have to establish maybe I don't know I am overthinking it yeah. but I I do enjoy it and I enjoyed this one more than I have been. Um, death is being like a prick. He's like I'm the only death. You can't be death, stoner kid that is two heads. Yeah. Uh, so the stoner kid who is two heads is like you know you can't kill me because I'm plugged into the necronet. They mentioned the necronet, which I'm into. And uh, I can control every corpse on the planet, and I can summon thousands of corpses. Mm. And Judge Death is saying, oh, you're shut up, you're drunk on power. I like that. Deluded. I like that sort of like, I like Judge Death, mm -hmm. who's currently failed to ascend to a higher plane of existence and is currently in his dad's body. His dad's dentist body. His dad's dentist body is saying to, he's like, you've gone wrong, mate. <laughs> Look at yourself. You're drunk on, but like, Judge Death currently. You're right, I hadn't thought of that, but that is quite funny. Death is like the, the straight man in this situation. <laughs> It's like when Magneto was talking down Cyclops, yeah. having gone to to like gone to list. Like Magneto was like, you, you beat up Hope. Somebody, she's a child. Yeah. You're, you're beating. Stop beating her up as I speak to you, Cyclops. I, Magneto, know that you have like good goals, but you're going too far. Stop literally <laughs> punching children in the face, Scott Summers. That's the vibe I'm getting off yeah. death here. Um, but my second complaint is on this same panel. Okay. Because Judge Death's in a monologue kicks in. He's like, the Dark Sisters warned me that the Judge Child would, would be my downfall. Mm. And if you remember a fair few weeks ago, yes. when I was bringing up that, like, they were, because Fairfax's group were going to try and save Jess Child. Yes, the, the Judge Child, yeah. And, and I was like, is that a reference to the Judge Child? Mm -hmm. Is this a thing that's referencing the Dark Judges also referencing the Judge Child? Two stories that I haven't read because they happened in the 80s. No. And so I don't know what anything of this is. I, I and give it turns out, yes! 
I give them a pass on those kind of... See when they reference like big, iconic 2080 things? Yeah. We've not read them, but they're, they, they know that most of the reissue parents. Mm-hmm. It's when they reference stuff from like the 2000s or 2010s. It's like, well, I've not read that. And it's not huge and iconic. Mm-hmm. So like, that's that's what I don't give them, give them pass on, really. To some extent, I'll agree. Mm. But also, like because it was in the 80s, mm. and like I think there's quite a lot of you and me's out there that are reading 2080 but haven't necessarily gone back to read all of the old stuff. Right, and if you are... Like, maybe, maybe give me some kind of an idea what anything means you know well i mean maybe we should do like some because we're we're podcasters and i we're the head of the community like we, <laughs> no one else is doing this like there's no other podcast yeah, that's doing we've looked there's people that are doing 2080 issue by issue but from like the start and stuff like yeah. we, we we are the cutting edge we're the leaders in this field and we don't know what the fuck's happening like we do, i don't know what the judge tale is i'm just gonna say no, I, I actually don't i don't know if it's a joke or if it's like an act she's had like it's a child that actually has special judge powers or was barbara hershey the judge child no i think it was it i don't was, think she was either wasn't it like a little sort of bald kid with the, the eagle on his I head i don't know but that's the thing we don't know yeah. so like but like when they say it, i don't get i don't get aggravated because like oh, i should i should probably just wiki what the fuck the judge child was i i know what the dark judges are more than i know yeah. what the dark what the, the judge child was. usually you can parse it because you know you, when they talk about the apocalypse war you're like well there was that war with the song so you yeah. don't need to know the ins and outs of it yeah so it's just in cases like this where it's like well i, I should know what the judge child is but i don't yeah i, I guess presumably not that important is what the judge child was because mm. like there was one big story and like in the the, the, there isn't a character that keeps popping up. I was like, oh yes, the former Judge Child. I don't because uh, it's two thousand eighty. Yeah. Because it's satirical. I assume that it was. I assume that it was a big deal, but also maybe ended on a joke mm. because like it was the seventies and or eighties, and it's a it's a satirical thing. So like it's a special child. It's a it's like a like a chosen one. But for the universe of Judge Dredd, so there was probably like some dark gag that yeah. it ended on, like at some point maybe because I've I've got that trade of the Dark Judge's story, mm-hmm. which I've still yet to read. Actually. Which may help you in your Dead World when when I'm going back to Dead World. So yeah, once I've read that, maybe I'll understand a bit more. I have read Dark Judge's stuff, and I don't. I've not read anything where there was Dennis involved personally. <laughs> But, like, maybe at some point I'll go and get the Judge Child and, mm. and find out what was going on. Page um, two of we, Fall yeah, of Deadworth. We, we should talk about what actually happens in this comic. Uh, not a huge amount, really. There's, like, one mm. big thing to build up to. I, like, so dead, dead, Death is sort of befuddled by this pile of meat. Death does nothing in this comic. Yeah. Well, Death's done nothing so far. No. Like, he's only been in two appearances, but, like, he's, he's back. He's, he's back. In dentist form. The only thing he did last time was tell us that he failed to do something in his last appearance. Which we probably saw fail yeah. if we had read his last appearance. I like, because this little, like, the assassin woman, yeah. she she's fighting this shambling mound, and she's going at it. With some big knives. Big knives. And, like, I like the panels of her, her sort of stabbing it in the side. Like yeah. he's presumably he's saying it's doing nothing because like yeah the um the the guy that's controlling this pile of corpses is saying like oh sick moves but uh, you know I don't have a brain for you to 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 kill mm. I'm just moving dead things around uh so like you can't do me any actual damage I don't think this is good but I enjoyed the non fight of it like mm. in D and D like see when you're coming up against like a swarm of something or something that like you just can't really hurt but you're you're just stabbing away at it anyway it's like no I'm just gonna keep every time this kind of monster comes up as a problem in anything mm. I always think back to Cell in Dragon Ball Z mm. and how he makes a big deal about like oh you can't possibly kill me I can regenerate even if there's only one of my cells remaining yeah and they just like blast the fuck out of him until he entirely disintegrates 
streets, yeah. and then that's all of your cells dead. Yeah. And I want it to be that every time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've got, got no vital organs to stab. I was like, all right, I'll just set you on fire. Well, then... I mean, if this was a Dread story, yeah. it would either be High X or Incendiaries. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that she's got knives and isn't, and isn't doing Lawgiver stuff. Presumably they're magic anti-death knives or whatever. Cause well, she's, she's like a magic, like, demon. She's possessed by demon. a demon. Yeah, yeah so... Which is um, good to bear in mind, because, like, these are non-sequitur comics where, like, you have to... Because, st- like, that's our problem. We don't have the stored information of everything that's built from issue one yeah. of Dead World, where we're meant to know. Like, because, like, I can imagine a world where they didn't call out the fact that she had a demon inside yeah, her. Yeah, which is like, here's another person. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you'd read the other stories, we'd know she's got a demon inside her. But, they, you know, they were nice, and they showed that panel of her having a horse demon inside of her. Well... Maybe nice is a strong do, word. Do, do, do that nicely one time. Yeah. There's an awful lot where I'm just like... It makes me know. wonder how many other people have horse demons inside them that they're not specifically calling out. I, I would imagine there's at least one more because they're not a whole thing about how that's one of two dark sisters. Is it two sisters or like four there sisters? Be, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's that page. They have a fight. Then there's another page where Judge Death in his dentist body is like coming at the actual head. And the head's like, oh, you're finished, granddad. Yeah, because he's like a young kid. And like, N- what age is this two-head monster yeah. man? And Judge Death's uh, uh, like internal monologue is like, oh, I'm starting to, to be paralysed by conflict and doubt. But those aren't emotions that I, I have. have. I only sense and feel death. Yeah. <laughs> and, so he turns- and to a lesser extent, dental hygiene. <laughs> he turns to like the like empty space and is like, uh, he's like, Judge Fear, I know you're there. Show yourself. And then Judge Fear is just there. Judge Fear's like, hello. Judge Fear's just there. And um, I, I think this is very bad, Craig. Oh, yes. Well, I I, I did think that myself. Yeah. And I also thought that's what you would be saying to me when we did this. Um, partially, my, my first thought was like, so Judge Death doesn't get to be Judge Death, but Judge Fear mm. is here and fully functional as Judge Fear. What's going on there? But similarly, he tried to be, he was Death. Because in his panel where he was ascending, he was Judge Death. Yeah. And like his little Judge Death hat or something was about in the, the panel where the, the first issue with like Dennis Death. Mm-hmm. So presumably he was about as full Death. Mm-hmm. But like, yes, he gets to be Judge Fear. But, like, that's not a big achievement. Like, you know... It's a pretty big achievement. Anyway, the other reason why, like, this is bad... Because, like, okay, mm. like, we've had other stories before now. Maybe there's a perfectly good reason why... Judge Fire is kicking about yeah. with that nun. I, I remember that happening. Yeah. But, like, apparently... Like, maybe there's a good reason why the other ones have ascended and he hasn't. Yeah. But what's actually bad about this is that Judge Fear is the solution to this problem. Yes. Because... Uh, he like shows Judge Death like what he fears most. That's his whole gimmick. Yeah, he, he has the penitent stare from Ghost Rider. Sta- stare into the face of fear, mm. and uh, Judge Death saying like, "Oh, you show me nothing that I haven't seen before. I've conquered all my fears." I mean, th- he says that you don't really see that happen because no. like, like he, he goes to do it, and then like the panel changes or the the page changes, yeah. and he's like, Death's like, "No, I'm fine, right?" Uh, he says, "No, I'm fine." But how about this? And he like takes the two headed guy mm. and shows him to Judge Fear. And we do get, I will admit, quite a fun like hallucination of what he fears most. Because mm. remember, what this guy is, is a, a disembodied head mm. with another head clamped onto the top of him. Yeah. And uh, his greatest fear <laughs> is the other head, which he's calling Little Buddy, mm. being bigger than him <laughs> and eating him. Is that what that fact can I, I think that's what that I wanted is. to ask you because I couldn't make heads, heads, <laughs> I couldn't make heads nor tails of this panel because the way it's... Because, like, are we reading it, like, this to this 
to this to this. So he's picking up the head. He's showing it to Judge Spear. This is now the head, mm. and then like the the other head is 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 like bigger and has like razor sharp teeth and mm. like fingers coming out the side. I could have sworn that the head was and, always bigger. And then it's like much. Well, you see in this panel, yeah. it's it's definitely smaller. Okay, okay. So that's 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 his greatest fear is the other head deciding to munch him. And because he's been shown to Judge Fear and mm. um, and shown his greatest fear, Judge Fear just, like, envelops him inside of his helmet. So is that happening? And, is it, it, and he's gone. I can I can tell if that was, like, literally happening. Like I he, think this is, like, in his head. Yeah, but, like, this is what's actually But it's happening. in the same panel, it and is, it's, like, yeah. there's no border. Like This is part of the problem with Dead World. Dead World it's has like, always it's been... It's always, try, like, trying as hard as it can to be as confusing as it can. Yeah. This is possibly the peak like not necessarily unreadable but just difficult to parse yeah art because it, it's a it's a fantasy thing that's happening i didn't get at all that the head was bigger i was just <laughs> like i was just like oh yeah is, there's more heads or because like in this panel like the last panel in the last from, panel there's a whole bunch of heads yeah where are they, where are they from are they part of the know. thing like did he or does does just fear get control of heads now that he's eaten the two-headed thing are we meant to know what the fucking head guy's deal is is he in control of all floating heads in the world? <laughs> like, well, no, he's in control of all corpses or something. He uh, said. So is fear in control of all corpses now? No, he's in control of fear. fear yeah, like, yeah. I, I wish I had answers to give you, Craig. I don't. Kek W, right? I, I, I don't hate your work. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm just confused and better. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand. I want to understand. I like the visuals a lot. I like looking at yep. them. They're they're incredibly morbid and grim. As like this is if this was just a series of paintings yeah. of, of like cool zombie shit, totally fine. Yeah. As a piece of sequential art mm. that tells a story, there's a, there's a lot lacking here. And in particular, I need to finish my complaint, mm. which is I think a lot. So I've mentioned Jojo's Bizarre Adventure before. Yes. And I've read an interview where um like the author of that was saying like yeah I wrote, wrote myself into a corner where I made Dio Brando have all these vampire powers before I'd thought of a way for him to actually lose. Yeah. So I was racking my brain for that whole story thinking like how he could possibly lose. Mm. And like I think that's happened here <laughs> in Microcosm. Because they've made this like mound of corpses monster. Yeah. And had the, the woman be like, Oh, I'm fight you with my knives and he's like, Oh, it doesn't matter, you fight me with my knife. I've got no vital organs. Yeah. I'm just controlling dead things. Like, I mean the necronet. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, well, how could he possibly lose? Because apparently, like, just attacking the head won't do anything. Yeah. And so, well, what could happen? Like, he could be defeated by Judge Fear. And then Judge Fear is just magically there, apropos of nothing at all. Dark judges are ghosties. As you, you talked, did you talk to me about it on pod? Or like, yeah, oh, pod, you, on you're telling me about how they're ghosties. Ghosties just appear. Dude, yes. spooks will just walk through walls. But, like, everything's a non sequitur, so yeah. this being a non sequitur doesn't necessarily make it any worse than everything else. I have but, a thing to say, and that is, as a fan of meat and meat-based art, this is a good comic. Like, I, I like horrible, like, mounds of flesh. I, I like, maybe not in, like, live action, but see them drawn mm -hmm. looks great, and I, I've not been calling that out for as long as we've been doing Prog's Log. So I would like to say, good work on the meat front. The shambling mounds of meat, good good highlight, good stuff. Story, not so great. The other thing is, I feel like people are going to give this a free pass because this character we know turning Judge up... Judge Fear, yeah. Turning up to but, do... Does Judge Fear know any of this is happening? Does Judge Fear know who this other guy... Presumably he does know Judge Death, but does he know any of the other characters? I, my, What's Judge Fear's motivation? My, Where is Judge Fear emotionally? Where is he emotionally? Well, he's afraid. Um... <laughs> 
the thing I liked about Dead World when it was just little vignettes, it was like one, like five page, here's what's happening in Dead World. That's what I thought Dead World was. I didn't realise Dead World had an ongoing story. Oh yeah, it does. And it's like sort of worst for it. Because yeah. like the little vignettes, I, you, you remember you saying you didn't like them, but I really liked those ones where like Fire, Judge Fire was just hanging about with that nun or nurse or whoever it was. It was like a Silent Hill thing. There was that one where the Hongo City, Hondo City like fought Judge Mortis, I want to say. I think I liked that particular one. Yeah. Like, there were some cool armor designs in that. Cool armor designs. But like, when you're saying about like, where are they emotionally and like where are they in the plot? Well, like I assume they were just chilling and like lords of their like rotten domain well, type stuff. Well, what it seems to me is like Judge Fear was literally like just off stage mm-hmm. waiting for his cue. Like <laughs> he just he just is there because he has to be. Well, he's an eldritch being, so you know, like seeping about. But he's, also, he's also a guy because they're all just a guy who became this yeah. thing. No, but like, your, your point's sense. totally valid because like, he seems to be like fully on, fully ascended yeah. Dark Judge and like Death isn't for some reason even though he's the main one and yeah. the guy. Yeah. I liked this up until the last two pages where I was like, well, I, I didn't... Like I, like I got that the bad guy was dealt with and I, I got just, that he was dealt with by being shown fear. Yeah. I didn't get that his fear was to be the little head. Yeah. I, I suppose that the um, thing... To, to do is to finish up the story because because he's been gotten by Judge Fear the mound of corpses like starts falling apart because mm. it's no longer being controlled by the or guy. it spawns into heads that float about like according mm, to that last pattern what is that I in the real know world what that is I think that's just artistic license mm. like maybe that's like the continuing like him being persecuted by his own fears or something there's, uh, there's like this one head's got like something in the mouth that could be like a little thing where a spider's like made you up into a ball before it dissolves you or something I don't know it I'm making lots of noises because I'm sceptical it doesn't seem particularly sequential no I, I will agree dead world uh, I, I, I'm i being critical about it again mm. I started this off by saying that this is like maybe my second favourite <laughs> If that's an appropriate word. Those two things can be the same. Uh, dead world that we've had of the run. Mm. Um, because, you know, I'm always saying it when I'm justifying this. Something's happening. Yep. At least, like, they're fighting this guy. Don't know who the fuck he is. Mm-hmm. They do name him in this. He's some surfer dude. Yeah, but he's got a really dumb name, I think. Can I'm not going to bother Write <laughs> in if you know the two-headed guy's name. Yeah, but he like, they're fighting this guy. Like, the... They have a solution. I think it's an ass pull, mm-hmm. but like they have a solution. It ties in with thing. Like it looks good. It's thing I recognize. Yeah, but like uh, it's even though I like it better than the other ones, mm-hmm. it's, it's still not very good. I you think. can like things that are bad. Yeah. Like I feel like people don't get that these days. Our generation. We're good at that. Liking things that are bad. Not ironically liking things, just enjoying th- like things don't have to be the best thing in the world all the time. You can like a thing that's bad. Unless it's like you know, morally bad. I'm not advocating for liking morally bad. You can like naff content. Yeah, you can like something and be like, oh, that's that's pretty poorly produced. Pretty poorly produced, but way. it's endearing and fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Things can be multiple things. Um, but I hope that uh, Deadwall just fucking finishes soon. The last thing next to say about prog. it... Next prog. Next prog. It says Assault on Sector House 13, mm. which is a reference to the classic, I think, 70s, might be early 80s, mm. uh, Attack on Precinct 13, which is like... Kind of a cop film and more really an action film. The, it's kind um, of a horror film. As it well. tells me that they'll be cutting away to one of those two groups of characters whose names I haven't internalized, who yeah. are definitely going after a precinct house because they think that the dr- the judges are on drugs, yeah. and that's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> that's clearly like a necro world. Well, it could be Eastwood or it could be Fairfax. One of the two. They they're, could be the same character for all I know. For, not, all, for all I'm concerned, they're not the same character. But yeah. Remembrance of the Daleks. 
Uh, final comic is Feral and Foe Bad Goodsburg Part 6, script by Dan Abnett, art by Richard Elson, and letters by Jim Campbell. Campbell! So, we open on to the scene from last time where uh, Retrofine Danica is like freaking out about, like, oh, what do I do in this situation? What's the protocol? And Boge is saying, like, you know, hold on, like, uh, you know, let me get this straight. Wraith's just started climbing that tower. And she's like, yeah, because, you know, the, the maid wouldn't let us yeah, in. Yeah, the, the maid said, no. I made this point on Twitter to 2008 itself. She, the Dark Elf, has climbed from the nighttime into the day. Oh, yeah. Like, it's starting to become daytime now. I don't know if that's just, like, they were so down in the city that it was dark. And it is actually daytime, but, like, in the depths or whatever, it's all bleak and well, shadowy. Well, the first time we were talking about that, when they got to Goodsburg, mm. I was saying that they've walked into a Dark Souls level. Yeah. And I think I'm vindicated in that. Okay, okay. Um, partly that's because, like, Dark Souls levels are dark. Yeah. So, like, and in the, souls in the city, it might just be a bit dark. Mm. But, like, yeah, she might have been climbing. Because, like, you see the tower, and mm. it's fucking huge. Yeah. And, like, you see her climbing the outside of it, and she's, like, just, like, getting her fingers right in between the bricks. And, she's like, free climbing that thing. Off at one point. She almost completely falls off. Yeah. But then it's fine. And then she gets into the uh, into the window, and uh, she's she's looking around being like, oh, your holiness, sir, what's he called? Clums? Is he, clums? He's called, I forgot it was called Clums. Yeah. Oh, Clums. And then she finds him, and he is uh, old goblin-y looking. I say everybody looks like a goblin, but he looks, he looks more like Gollum than a goblin, mm-hmm. actually. He's got little glasses. Yeah, a little parsnay. Mm. And uh, is he sleeping in the coffin, or does it just look like I that? I think it's just a four-poster bed. Mm. Um, but he's he's tucked up this little like wrinkled up like, uh, like shriveled with, up withered prune of a man, and he's sleeping in the coffin. But what he's saying is, um, "Upon us all, the old curse, damnation upon all our souls," which is exactly the type of shit that an NPC in Dark Souls mm. would be saying. I can I can picture Dan having it playing Dark Souls yeah. or watching Dark Souls on like YouTube, just watching it through for the the vibe and. In particular, he's going on about like the old curse at one mm. point, and there's a whole thing in Bloodborne, which is not part of the Soul series, but it basically is. Same developers and uh, like the the catchphrase there is fear the old blood Um, the old curse then we cut back to the rest of the team like it's it's just like a big crisis of confidence that that Danica is having in this bit she gets not to to jump ahead but like these two pages these two pages are just a conversation between her and the boys and it's an incredibly humanising two pages for Jenny Joyce (laughs) this is not at all the direction I saw this character going in when she was introduced you were, she, you, were, you were saying that she's coded to be the villain? She was very coded to be yeah. the villain. She was like psychopathic and I assumed that she would be throwing away our, our heroes' lives willy-nilly because she's like a human and like... Hasn't done that once so No, far. hasn't done that once and like she's she's genuinely like concerned. Like I mean like there's definitely room for like this to be a humanising moment and then she's horrible. Yeah. There's definitely room for it to go bad but as it stands right now she's genuinely like worried about the situation like what's happening and I guess more for herself because it's, it's revealed about her character mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's more human thought and emotion than I thought was going to go into this particular character I, I even feel like the, she's been drawn softer yeah she definitely is she's been drawn softer than like, her this first this panel is kind of what I remember her being yeah. she's got the angry eyes and then the rest of them, she's still got like the she like she's got the the really thick eye makeup, yeah. but she's got like rounder features, yeah. like round eyes, because you're supposed to be more like. They could be setting us up for like a, a twistier, like like ah no, she's evil actually, but like right now she's she's one of the boys. Basically, I want you through the steps of the conversation because mm. it plays out almost like a fight scene, and the like this leads to this sort yeah. of thing. 
Because Boots saying like, "Look, Reg, find Danica. Like, you know, you're you're freaking out here, and it's bad for morale. Like, you've yeah. got to get yourself together." You're like, we're we're just like monsters, but you're in charge yeah. of us. And she's like, "Of course, I'm having a crisis. Like, the, the two guys that are dead are dead. Like, what would do?" And so this is like, there's a, a class whatever infestation in the heart yeah. of the monarchy's power. And he's like, "Well, okay, y- yes, you're you're right about that, but like." You showing that you're affected by that—that's that's really bad. Mm. Like you shouldn't be doing that. And then she's um, she's she's just saying, "Oh, I've lost control. Like this was supposed to be my big break. Mm. Like I was supposed to be proving myself here." And then Bud's like, "Well, okay, I'll take a step back because you know, I can I can imagine that it's quite hard being a being a, a woman wretch finder in yeah. a, such a boys' club." And she's like, "Oh, it's not just that though, because like the the big the wretch finder general—that's my dad." Mm. And Bud's like, "Shit." Really? Well, that can't be good for you. Your father. And she she laughs at that, like because like he, he makes like fun of her, like he's yeah. like he's like well he's a shit, and, and she then, and she's like oh I wasn't ever good enough for him. I was never the sunny one. Yeah. Um, and then Bode like turns it around to be a pep talk. He's like, well you know look you you've got things to work with here. Barbarian, fucking massive, fucking big old love gun. Barbarian. Uh, Tusk, he's probably got something he can do. Yeah, Tusk's got tricks or something. I've, like, not, I've not been in the same room as Tusk, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure I know he's got gimmicks. He says, like, he's still got some tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. And Tusk is, like, almost, like, the artwork, I think, is all, like, he's almost turned to Barbarian to be like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. But it works. Yeah. It does work. She gets pep talked. And uh, she's, she's like, oh, and what can you offer, Malcolmist? And Bode is like, oh, nothing. I'm totally useless. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> fuck all this. But the other two, pretty good. So, yeah. well, two out of three. He, he, his um, thing about the dark elf, he just says, that dark elf is a dark elf. Yeah. Like, that's, that's all he's got for his friend and main character of the comic. And, and having read the first run, I can also tell you that, like, she is a pretty high-ranking member of, um, like, the special forces okay. of their race. The, so, the dark elf. Yeah. Black Ops division, like 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 the, there are other things he could be saying. But yeah. I guess he doesn't need to. Doesn't have to out her for that. I guess maybe. Yeah. Um. So like she's like, okay, yeah, let's 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 group huddle. We'll come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And I think Bode's the one saying like first thing to do. And Bode Bode's saying this is weird because yeah. he was the one saying like just get the fuck out. But like Bode's like first thing we gotta do we gotta deal with that jelly dicosahedron. So it is weird, but also like he's 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 identified that yeah. as the, he's like no there's there's a the fucking gelatinous cube. <laughs> It's coming. Just absolutely all the way dissolve that one. Yeah, in a, so. in, a, in a panel. I could turn around right now and like walk into it. <laughs> like we, we need. That's the first situation we need to deal with. Yeah, but she's like, I'm open to suggestions. So she's like, she's becoming one of the mm. team. She's not just giving orders or like, she's not way the full Jenny Joyce. Yeah. Like I am um, will be upset if she does like a heel turn. Okay. Uh, I will like this. This these two pages. And, like, the fact that they've given time to this character who should have just been, like, a bastard. Yeah. And ca- that sold me on it completely. So, like, I won't... I mean, I won't be surprised because, like, you always want twists and turns and things. And, like, she absolutely could be a human and also be a bastard. Yeah. But I would be sad because, like, I want... I, I like... See this, right? This this to me even more because a lot of the, the comic, a lot of Feral and Foe has been, like... And then, a ca- and then a player rolled a new character. Yeah. And then, like, maybe they're a bit kind of distant from the action for a bit, but then you're like, here's my back... Like, this is the, the player character telling them their backstory. Yeah, actually, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. That could, it does kind of fit in with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we have played a lot of D&D campaigns where, like, the, the team at the start is not the same team that started the adventure. Sadly. You don't want it to go that way, but... I enjoy it. it does. I enjoy it. And I've never seen any media 
because it's all like the D and D film was like same team at the start, same team at the end. Yeah. Like, but like this is very true to my experience of playing D and D. I was seeing somebody before that D and D film came out. I was seeing somebody online saying that if they wanted this to be like legitimately true to the experience, mm. then like one of like. Um, what's she called? Michelle Rodriguez mm. should just die like midway through, like no drama. Yeah, and then like have Michelle Rodriguez's sister, who's called like the same thing but like a letter different, just walk into the team and be like, "Oh, I'm here to take over for." Yeah, because I'm also happen. like a dwarf fighter. Yeah, yeah, that does happen. Uh, but that's not what's happening here. Nobody's dying this Yet. issue. Um, we cut back to Wraith Child at the top of the tower, and uh, she's um, like. Going up to the guy, Clums, and just like, oh my god, you're you're sick, and uh, he's going into the whole thing about like the old curse um, must go up and above to assess the problems for myself. Mm. So like, I'm still thinking like maybe he's been like worm tongued into this position. Yeah, like he looks like a little goblin man, maybe a little bit of a pig man, really. Um, but maybe he's just a normal human that has been cursed to this level. Like he's, I mean, like dead poison. We have been told that this guy is human, and that's about as surprising as when I found out that Bode is as well. Yeah. Well, you did say that Bode was human. He's supposed to be human. He's, he's green. A, he's green. I thought he was. This like guy a... is also a bit green, mm. unless that's just my color blindness. No, he is a bit green, but I assume it's because like his housekeeper has been feeding him poison yeah. and or some other curse. And speaking of, Mrs. Oftlack comes around the corner, like like wrenching the curtain away from the four poster beds, and said, and she goes, "I said he was resting. His holiness says not to be disturbed." And like he's coming at uh, Wraith with like some scissors. Some scissors does not. Does she not look like an anime character? Like, could you not picture her in, like, Hunter x Hunter? She's got mm. a gimmick weapon. See if, see if she uses scissors for the rest of this comic and it isn't just, like, a thing she had to hand. The next strip is going to be called Running with Scissors. Yeah, yeah. What if they're magic scissors? Like, a yeah, magic it, item? It kind of makes sense that it would be a magic item because this yeah. is magic town. Yeah. Um, but I, I think she's probably just... Grab them from hand. She's probably just matron. She is, she is just matron, but she's also eight foot tall yeah. and I love her. I hope she does well. I hope she's not, like, been feeding him poison and is the villain of the story. Although, I think I was saying in a previous prog slog, if she is the villain of the story and then the heroes just have to, like, surround her and beat the shit out of her. <laughs> like at the end of that D&D film where they just, like, were like... Yeah, they, they basically do do that. Yeah. We're five guys and we're going to take five turns at you and you're going to die. Oh, you've got, like, your big spell, but we've stopped that from happening. Yeah. And you've used up your entire turn on that spell. Sorry. I think that's the case, but she's eight foot tall and she's just like effortlessly like just breaking people <laughs> and like throwing people around. I want to see that. I would quite like a big fight with Mrs. Offlack. Yeah, um, she she is she has been a bit of a highlight. A big fight with her and then get her on side. Mm, yes, like make ideally, her, I suppose make her a big deal, like a whole a whole strip to take her down, and then she's on side and then like a big deal on the team because she's the bruiser. Mm. She's is she as tall as Barbarian, who's like a giant? We, we haven't seen them like yeah. next to each other, but like she's bigger than everybody else. If she's bigger than so Barbarian, that would be amazing. <laughs> Barbarian's bigger, but that's just because of all those horns, horns, and like the armor. But like if they were like, see if they're like a head taller somehow. Yeah, amazing. Feral and foe. It's just all good. It it's looks good. really good. It's too good to talk about. We just take yeah. you through what happens and the things we like in it. There's no like shambling mounds of like flesh that may or may not be in the same room we, we know where everyone is the art's great it's it's another one where it's just a conversation mm-hmm. um but that's fine we've said this before because we talked about just a conversation progs and how they were maybe not that good i think we, we came to that conclusion about one of the previous progs recently mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of conversations in this prog strong prog yeah i mean like it's about how much characterization you get out of them and stuff like that 
on the lash. Jenny Joyce being a good guy. <laughs> We've got one more thing to talk about. Yes. One more thing to talk about before we, we wrap up uh, the, the usual way, because there's a letters page this time. Yes. And I have been reading the letters page. I read the letters pages as well. The letter of the week. Should, should, <laughs> I, should I just read out the letter of the week? You read out the letter of the week. Okay, so. Uh, Dear Tharg. Firstly, Prog 2352 and the return of Fall of Dead World with its retribution story. These tales have evolved from a dark, murky curio into my most anticipated, well, one of my most anticipated, 2000 AD series. The combination of text and bleak dystopian uh, muti-riddled visuals makes it easy to completely immerse yourself in this world. Uh, The growing collection of Dead World Omnibus graphic novels is never far from uh, rereads. Your public cries out for uh, editions of Volume 2 to be made available, Mighty One. Uh, I hope it goes on forever. I really do. Secondly, artist extraordinaire John M. Burns has uh, recently announced his well-earned retirement. Uh, I remember the psychedelic explosions of 70s colour that adorned his Tomorrow People and Bionic Woman strips for Look In magazine all those thousands of years ago. Equally as beautiful work on the tripod strip uh, for the short-lived Beeb comic is a favourite among the many. Uh, basically, that the guy's retired. Basically, like, just... This guy's favourite thing is Dead Worlds. And I, he finds it really easy to immerse himself in. I had I did a double take on this letter because yeah. I, was, I was like, did I write this to hurt Michael, send it in, and also forget that I wrote this? This is this is like the first letter. This is the, the like here's This the letter won a trade. Yeah. And, and maybe it's that trade he was asking for or yeah. going to or whatever. But like I, I just, I just, am I, are we in the minority here? Have I poisoned you with my hatred mm. of Dead World? And if you'd come to it without, well, like I say, I did enjoy those, like you know, asides when it was yeah. just. But um, I, I feel like I would enjoy these. The, see if these were asides. Mm. I mean, they are asides. They still are asides because they are just cut in between each other. But if it was just like one off, like here's what Judge Fires. I really like that Judge Fires story. Anyway, <laughs> the, <laughs> I don't think you've poisoned me. Yeah. I think your points are reasonable, well-founded, good points. I think that, in, in, in potentially in danger of just alienating all of our fan base, people are basic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? I don't know. This, the, the, it's just like the art is good. And the art is all, good. That's all some people it's, care it's about. Our, and people like the heavy metal sort of grunge, like, plague aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it. And I like, I, like, I like seeing Fall of Dead World in the comic. I don't necessarily like reading it. Yeah. I think it is, it is the sort of moment-to-moment art. It's not even just... The writing isn't itself bad. It's just the choice to, like, always be cutting. Yeah. Like, if this was... If we were six parts in to seeing Fairfax and or um, Eastwood assault that precinct, I think we'd have a very different thing to oh, be saying. maybe. But, like, that's the thing. Like, that's, mm. that's why I, I don't have any time for it. Because yeah. they never do the thing that would be the kind of obvious yeah. story. Like, I'm not even saying the good story, mm. but, like... Uh, I I think we might be a minority. I mean, again, we're always looking for engagement. So, yeah. like, write in and tell us that we're fucking wrong. I mean, like, I can't imagine you listening this far in if you think well, we're well, that wrong. Well, have you on as a guest oh, if God. you have, like, a good, robust reason why Fall of Dead World is good, actually. Or if you want to, like, like write as a full comp, we'll read out your comment as yeah. well. We'll be like, here's why people think it's good. I, I think there's potential for it to be good. Because, like I say, I have read individual strips of it that I enjoyed and mm-hmm. like seeing. Um, so I'm not like super down on it and like I say I like seeing it it's just maybe this run is not not good yeah Has, I don't know if this character this 
this person who's wrote in has read any of the current strips because that's up and I think this stuff is up until the battle action. Yeah, yeah, they talk about battle action. Like all of the other letters mm. are basically about battle action. Yeah. And I think there's also something to say about that. I won't go through all the other letters really. Yeah. Um, I think you definitely needed to read out the first one because it was such an attack just on you. Or just like, just like Dead World's my favourite thing. It's the best thing going. Again, and fine. That, like, what? You absolutely believe that. But see when he was like, I hope it goes on forever. forever. I was like, did you, do you have you been listening to yeah. us? Like, do, do you know what this is? What this will do to Michael? Like, because it could go on forever. That's the tone of it. Like, that's why it, it, it is going. It's however many years it's been going on. And I, I felt like I was losing my mind reading that mm, letter. I laughed a lot. Um, but all the rest of them are more or less about the battle action special. Yeah. And basically everybody doing what I think we did as well, which is like, it says next time on yeah. at the end of all of these battle action stories. Like, are we ever going to get any more of these stories? The one, one of the letters that was like, do more of those Nazis in hell. Yeah, which yeah. I think we did want to see more of, but maybe not that one that was like, I'm a good Nazi. Yeah. I'm no Nazi. It's like, you are a Nazi. You're, you're a tank. Yeah. You're, you're a captain of a tank. Like it's, it's not like you're a conscript. Not to retread that, but that is what's been called out on the letters page. Um, yeah, somebody is saying like, oh, please do that. Someone else is saying like, please don't do any more of this war story. Yeah. Like, they're not even commando not, comics nonsense. It's not what we're here for. And like, I, I like, I think it's good that they... The person saying that is from Thurzo. Thurzo. Everybody else is from somewhere in England. Oh. So. The, um, I thought that was interesting to note. Toucanad will print negative yeah. stuff, which is good. Yeah. I, think, I think that's that's the morally right thing to do in a democracy. Uh, if I was Thark, there would be no dissent. It would because like that's how that's that's part of um, Marvel's success. It's all bombast adjectives and like just printing stuff like oh we love your like there probably was negative, but I think of them as like you, you big yourself up. You don't show that there's other people out there that might agree with our dissent and opinion because yeah. then then we'll form organized groups. <laughs> um, there's a guy that's like specifically like oh it was pretty thin and like calls out Dredger. Yeah, that's the guy from Thurzo. Like and I was like, come on, guy. Like <laughs> like like I wasn't like violently because he's right. He is right. Like it was pretty light. But come on. Remember your point earlier about how you can like things that are bad. You can like things that are I, bad. I think that's your position. Oh yeah, like I think that's what I said yeah. during the Dredger review. Uh, it's bad, but like, I, I love it. Yeah, that's good. I love. I love when Toucan has a letters page. We should write in the first uh, one that's talking about battle action. Is saying like, are we ever going to get any more of these stories? Mm. And Tharg does say like, you know, uh, you know, you're not the only one that's been asking about that. Dot dot dot. So they might revisit. Something. They might do some more stuff. I think there, there's going to be another we'll special next year in the same time because they've been doing one every year, but it's not necessarily going to be another relaunch title. Yeah. We and should probably finish up. We should probably finish up. The last letter, though, is just saying helium's good. Helium is good. And, and it's I got agree. a little picture of Mr. Yeah. What's-His-Face. Grimsby. 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 I agree. Helium is good. Helium's good. More helium, please. Helium is good. Helium's good. More helium, please. Let's do the rankings. Oh, yes. Can you remember who uh, did the rankings first last time? I'm going to do them first this do time. First I'm this going time. to say Dread. Okay. Helium. Okay. Devil's Railroad. Okay. Oh, no. I have to start again. You've got to start again. Feral and Foe. Dread. Feral and Foe. Helium. Mm -hmm. Devil's Railroad. Fall of Dead World. Uh, I think that I'm quite similar. I think I'm going to put uh, Feral and Foe as low as I've ever put it at three. Whoa! Because I think that my favourite was actually Judge Dredd, mm -hmm. and then it was Helium, then Feral and Foe, then Devil's Railroad, which like I feel a bit bad because like it was better. It should be higher up than yeah. it always is. But the last two are, are Devil's Railroad and Fall of Dead World. And overall, I think this prog was a, uh, a four or five star. Um, four or five star. One. If you see it in the newsagents, absolutely buy it up. If you're on the sh if you're on the shelf, if you're on the shelf, if you're on the fence, fence, go to the shelf, <laughs> pick up the comic. 
do you think that the that Judge Dredd should have got the cover? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do as well, just yeah. because it's a lovely cover. It's a lovely cover. I would have that on me wall. Yeah. And we're wrapping up a bit quickly, but we've got places to be today. So I'll just start by saying thank you very much for listening. Uh, follow us where you can follow us. We are Progslog on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all places for podcasts. We've got a YouTube channel with our podcasts as videos. They might not be as up to date as the... We're going to get on that, yeah. I think. Yeah, we've got a Patreon for Progslog. Uh, we are a Boys from the Pod production. You can also follow another podcast that we do called Boys from the Pod. And uh, the art for the uh, the Progslog logo was done by Jess Kate Fine Art. And the music was by the Culton House School of Psychic Defense. So, uh, thank you very much again for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> fuck all this.